Well, hello there. My name is Jan Burt, and this is my podcast, The Burt Not Ernie Show, where we talk about God's promises and the hope those promises bring to our everyday lives. Whenever I meet somebody new, I introduce myself as Jan Burt and say, like Burt and Ernie, since it's easy to confuse my last name with a different one. And almost always, people smile when they think of Burt and Ernie. That got me thinking. I'm a Burt, and I'm not an Ernie. But how often do we live as if we're someone God never meant for us to be? Part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Hence the name, The Burt Not Ernie Show. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into God's promises. Well, hey there. Hello, hello to you today. Jan Elbert coming at you here for this episode of The Burt Not Ernie Show podcast. And I got to be honest with you. I am recording this episode, number 102, way, way, way later than I wanted to. I had it all ready to go pretty early last week. And you know what? Um, It's Kansas. I live in Kansas. You may not know that, or you may have heard me say that before. You may know me in real life. And then, yeah, of course, you know, I live in Kansas. Look, the wind here is something to be reckoned with. And the wind noise last week was like, I could not conquer it, not with my um, you know, high quality, didn't cost like zero dollars, very high end road pod mic, not with my editing software, not with all the tricks that I do. And I do all the tricks. I mean, you will not have a ceiling fan on anywhere in this house when I am recording a podcast. Like there wasn't, there wasn't a way to overcome it. It was just crazy wind. I mean, it was not good. It was not good. So, um, okay. So here's what's funny about that. Like, you know, I'm, I've been here a long time now. I wasn't born and raised in Kansas, but I've been here a minute. And I tell you what, you kind of get to where you don't really take it for granted because you go outside and you're like, uh, I mean, the Kansas line is, it'd be such a nice day if it weren't for the wind. Like, I mean, we just say that and we mean it. Um, the wind is crazy. I mean, the wind can blow over. It was blowing over semis last week. It just was really, really, really windy. It's so crazy that when our son went to college in Chicago, the windy city, um, you know, he didn't have to worry about the the wind. The wind was not the thing. The cold, yeah, it was cold. They joke with the Minnesotans that go to, he went to Wheaton College, so just outside of Chicago. They, they joke with them that like, oh yeah, they say, the cold won't bother us. Oh, but the wind will, and it does. I mean, he, he lived in, he had to be in a dorm for, um, I think, three years, Fisher. That is so crazy. Like, there's this weird vortex that happens that you can actually, like, look it up. Wheaton College Fisher Wind Tunnel. It creates, like, this weird vortex of wind. So, I mean, like, you know, wind, it just, like, seems to be a thing that we deal with um, in Kansas and apparently in Chicago, right? So people think of Chicago as a windy city. Kansas also has wind. I got to tell you, like, really bad wind. So we had a guest pastor at church this morning. And I'm going to tell you what, he has been in town for, I'm not sure how long, at least a few days. He's like lifelong friends with their senior pastor and he had his jokes. I'm going to tell you what, he had some spot on, seriously beyond funny stuff about the wind. Um, I think my favorite one that, I mean, and he had a few, he had a few. My favorite was when he said that we treat, Kansans treat our wind, kind of like that rowdy high school buddy, you know, the one that you always make excuses for. We make excuses for our wind like that. And we say things like, oh, you know, that's just the wind. I can't help it. You know, you know, you know how that guy is. You know how that wind is. I mean, I'm telling you, it's so true. We actually do this. And hearing somebody from the outside calling us on it, oh, it was so funny. Maybe you have to live in Kansas to get the hilarity of it. But I'm telling you, 
we do make excuses for the wind. Oh, don't don't get it riled up. It's just the way it is. It'd be such a nice day if it weren't for the wind. I mean, it is crazy. You get used to things you should not get used to. You should not get used to your car door slamming into your leg and like squashing it and leaving huge bruises, but you just adjust to it living in Kansas. So I got to give a shout out to him. His jokes were, uh, they were well-timed, they were well-delivered, and they were legit funny. And he delivered them in a way that was like, I 0% am bothered by these jokes about Kansas. This is awesome. And he didn't even make a single Dorothy or Wizard of Oz joke. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. His name is Scott McNeil, and he is the student ministries pastor at Cross City Church in Fresno. Yeah, and I kept thinking, I'm from Fresno, Ace. Like, I can't I can't help it. I can't help it. Movie lines. I'm from Fresno, Ace. Anyway, he delivered a fantastic message for Palm Sunday on John 15, 5, and I probably actually will... Um, I might have to come back. I don't know that that it is up anywhere right now. I'm recording this on Sunday, late Sunday afternoon when there's no wind, surprise. Um, I, I would link to like, so you could actually hear the message, but I don't think it's up yet, but I will come back and drop that in the show notes. But also if I have like any listeners in the Fresno area looking for a youth ministry, um, I'm just going to tell you, check out Cross City Church, Scott McNeil, because he brought the word and, um, as people that my husband and I did youth ministry for like right about 12 years, over a decade. Um, I'm telling you, it's a good youth ministry is key. It really is. So I'm not going to say a lot more about that because you can get down in the weeds on youth ministry. A lot of people do. Um, it gets a lot of a lot of flack, but I'm going to tell you what, it probably shouldn't because it is a vital and key ministry and it makes a huge difference in the lives of young people. So uh, just check that out. I'm serious. Scott McNeil, Cross City. And thanks for the joke, Scott, if you ever listen to this, because man, they were good. They were good. And you're right. We do treat the wind like that high school buddy or whatever that you like totally make excuses for. Oh, that's just how they are. You know how it is when like it's blow. It's literally blowing semis over. I'm not like all over the place. Yeah. You shouldn't make excuses for that. That's abnormal in most of the country. But anyway, that is why I did not get the recording done last week because I could not conquer like the wind noises, like shaking, moving the house, like moving the house, shaking the house. You can't compensate for that even with a really good mic and and high quality recording equipment. So here we are on a Sunday. Never recorded on a Sunday before. I'm going to hit it hard and hit it fast because I already gave a long intro, but um, hopefully not too fast because I don't ever want to just blow past the word of God. Folks, it's April. It's almost Easter. Easter Sunday, Resurrection Sunday for Christians, the greatest holiday on our calendar. This is a time to ponder what Jesus obtained for us on the cross, like total and complete forgiveness and a life of freedom. And Galatians 5 tells us that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free and he does not want us under a burden of any kind of enslavement to sin ever again, right? We are not enslaved to Satan and his schemes anymore. So stay free, my friend, because that is the Lord's will for you this Easter season. So like grab hold of his will and live in it. Live fully free in Jesus because of what he did for you. And then please don't just let that be only on Easter Sunday. I mean, seriously, live in that freedom every single day because Jesus obtained it for you. It's yours if you know Christ. It is yours. Live in it. And, you know, we also think about the resurrection at Easter. The tomb is empty, The tomb is empty. Please remember that we have a living Lord, and that should give us daily hope, hope that transforms. Because 
Jesus, if Jesus is anything, he is certainly transformational, right? Our God, he transforms lives every single day. One of those lives is yours, my friend. Do not forget that. Do not forget that. We are going to be looking at Psalm 37 today. And uh, you might think, how does that fit with Easter? Well, we're going to get into that. Hang on. You're listening to the Burt Not Ernie Show, part of the Spark Network, now playing on the Edify app. This is episode 102. All right, here we go. Psalm 37 and Easter. Why am I even in Psalm 37 this time of year? Well, um, I hit on it last episode, episode 101. Now we're going to read verses 5 through 8, and I'm going to read from the NLT, New Living Translation, and then the Amplified. Um, But the Amplified, I'm going to read the Amplified Classic this week, so that's different than usual. All right, here we go. Let me read it to you, and let's talk about it. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. He will make your innocence radiate like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. All right, now I'm going to read from the Amplified Classic, and it is worth the time to read it one more time. Okay, so I'm going to read it once more. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him, and he will bring it to pass. And he will make your uprightness and right standing with God go forth as the light and your justice and right as the shining sun of the noonday. Be still and rest in the Lord. Wait for him and patiently lean yourself upon him. Fret not yourself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil doing. Okay, so, you know, there's some word usage in that older version, the Amplified Classic, that it's not how we, it, you know, these aren't words we normally toss around in casual conversation. But, but isn't it still just so good? Think of that. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. That is beautiful verbiage right there. Look, our God never, ever asks us to pretend that we don't have heavy loads in life. Some days they're just heavy, you know, they just are like here, right here. God is acknowledging that reality and he's also offering a solution. Roll each and every care onto him. This is, um, this is good news for us folks. Isn't it good news to remember or maybe to hear for the first time to really think about for the very first time, your God, my God is not asking us to pretend that we don't have hard spots in life. He's just asking us to roll them onto him, each and every one of them. Take a repose. I love that. Can you do that today? Can you remember that part of what Jesus did for us at the cross at Calvary was to obtain rest for us? Hebrews chapter four is all about God's rest and how we are to enter into that rest. I mean, honestly, I would love to put together a study on rest from Hebrews chapter four. And, you know, maybe I will. I've been looking into ways to create courses that are audio based because um, video, it just takes longer to consume. We're living in a podcast friendly world and audio is kind of king right now as far as consumption goes. So you can listen while you do the dishes, while you go on a, on a, you know, you're safe when you drive, listen while you go on a run. So to have course content, not be all video and downloadable PDFs, which are great. They're great. But to be able to have access like 
on just right there, boom, on your preferred podcast player, whatever app you use. I'm seriously looking into that. So um, rest is a huge need, is it not? Do you need rest? Hebrews chapter four is a chapter for you to check out. Don't be surprised if I talk more about Hebrews four coming soon, because rest is key and it's ours in Christ Jesus. He has rest for us. And it's not like an afternoon nap, as awesome as those can be. This is his perfect rest. Man, I always wanted the perfected version of something, you know, like the, oh, you know, give me the perfect version. Give me the Jesus version over the world's copycat version any day of the week. Always give me Jesus's perfection over the world's copycat. So, of course, this rest, Hebrews 4 rest, Psalm 37 rest, I'm after that. And I want it for you as much as I want it for me. This week, we're looking toward Easter. Can this be a week that you make the choice to commit everything you do, your way today and all your ways tomorrow to the Lord? He gives us this incredible promise in Psalm 37 that when we commit everything to him, everything we do, when we commit it to him, he will help us. He will bring things to pass for us. This is not a vending machine God type of promise. That's nonsense, and it totally rejects the holiness of God that is his character. He is holy. He can't not be. And a vending machine kind of a image of God is, um, it's not revering him as holy. No, this is better. This is better. This isn't junk food that can sit on a shelf for a dozen years, uh, get loaded up into some random vending machine in the corner of whatever place you're walking through and still be edible. No, this is life-giving spiritual food. This promise means, this promise means that if what we're doing can be committed to the Lord, if what you are doing can be committed to the Lord, if it will honor him in some way, it, it's fitting for you and me to do that as an ambassador of, for Christ on, here on earth, right? I mean, then he's going to do something in return. If we can possibly commit it to the Lord, we have his blessing promised to us in return. Think about that for a second. You can do the dishes unto the Lord. You better believe you can. You can mow your lawn unto the Lord. You can pay your bills unto the Lord. You can go to work unto the Lord. There are some things you cannot do unto the Lord, and you know what those things are. I don't even need to get in down in the weeds and down into the filth of it. No, thank you. Sometimes you just go with a Paul-type attitude and say, if such things we do not even speak, I don't need to get into that. What I need to remind you of is that most of your daily life stuff can be committed to the Lord. And the promise here is that he's going to bless you. Think about that. The Lord is saying, I got something for you in return. If you just will commit it to me, commit it to me, set it apart and dedicate it to me. Can you do that? Like leading up to Easter each morning, can you just commit and dedicate your day to him and then expect him to give you the blessing in return? I want that so much. I want his blessing on what I do. And I'm guessing you do as well. Roll your load onto him. Trust in him and see what he will do. Watch him bring to pass things that you cannot bring to pass on your own. When the blessing of the Lord is upon what you are busy doing, there is nothing like it. Nothing like it. And at the same time, we get this promised rest. So rest and blessing both. Does that not sound like an Easter kind of promise? I mean, it does to me. It does to me. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. That's verse seven in the New Living Translation. Do you think 
in those hours between the death of our Lord Jesus and the discovery of his empty tomb, do you think there was any stillness in the lives of his followers? You know, when grief is heavy, and I can promise you the grief surrounding the disciples, it was so heavy. I mean, that, that kind of grief, it's heavy. This would have been the heaviest of all heavy grief, the loss of the Lord. This is, um, wow. You, I mean, I, you just are. It's like when there's a kind of, there's a point when you hit grief and you just are because everything stops. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not putting this into the English language very well, but I think if you've ever experienced a loss, you know what I mean. Things kind of stop and you just are. There's not really anything you can do. And the things that you do do are like, you're going through the motions, but you are completely not engaged with what you're doing. You know, you're not even really thinking. You just are. A stillness can come in our grief that is unlike any other kind of being still. Not a slowdown, like, um, not, it's not I'm slowing down. I have been slowed down. I have been put still. You know what I mean? It's more like the world keeps moving and turning, and that does not seem like it should be happening. How are people continuing on with their lives when I am in a state of just, I can't even swim through this grief. This is huge. I'm drowning in it. That kind of grief brings a stillness with it. The world seems to have stopped, and everything else seems off. Okay, and so now think they're having some of that level of grief type of stillness taking place, and then it's the Sabbath. So they were being still and could do nothing but wait because they honored the Sabbath. So think on that. There was nothing they could do but be still and simply wait, but they did not know really what they were waiting for. Now the women, they were waiting for dawn. They were waiting for the Sabbath to end so they could go to the tomb. But you know, that's that's not like hope-filled kind of waiting. That's waiting in tremendous grief. That's waiting to go through the next step to enter into the next portion of the grief process. Honoring the Sabbath, being still, waiting in their grief. Could we be better about waiting on the Lord? How we wait on the Lord? We know what happened three days later, right? We know about the resurrection. It's the reality that we live in daily as disciples of Jesus. Knowing what we know, can we be still and wait patiently, but also expectantly? I think we can. I think we can. Because when we don't do that, if we get into the fret mode, um, you know what? It only leads to evil doing. It only leads to evil doing. Don't be fretting over wicked people, right? Don't, because that's not waiting expectantly when you give in to the fretting. Even when the wicked seem to be winning at their game, they're prospering. Psalm 37 says, just don't, don't do it. Don't fret, don't fret, don't give in to that. Don't fret. And God even gives us a reason not to fret. I mean, look, he's God. He could just say, this is how it is. Don't fret. I said not to, so don't do it. Don't do it, right? I mean, doesn't he have that right to speak that into our lives? Of course he does. But you know what? He gave us a reason. And the reason is it only leads to evil. It only leads to harm. You know, it's a whole lot easier to let my mind, my thoughts kind of go towards some measure of fretfulness when I'm not really living the truth of this verse from Psalm 37 verse 8. My fretting, it's only going to lead to evil doing and to harm. Well then, Maybe I should just not fret. You know what I mean? Like maybe I need to just take it seriously what God's word says and not do it. This is meant to safeguard us. 
Our God is too loving to just let us meander down the road of fretting and worrying and fussing over whatever it might be. I mean, I can make a list right now, just boom, off the top of my head of wicked things that are going on in the world and evildoers that, that you know, they're doing real actual harm. Uh, issues in my own life, my children's lives, my husband's life, things that it's like, oh yeah, I really could. Yeah, this is real. This is real. But you know what? God says, don't fret. Don't fret. Don't fuss. Don't spend your day worrying. Don't be a worry wart. He wants me safe. And for whatever reason, maybe this is just one of those things that is in the spiritual realm. Like there's stuff happening we cannot see with our eyes. Maybe stuff happens when we fret. I don't know that for sure, but maybe. And so God in his infinite and never ending love warns us to not do that. If he said it only and always leads to evil doing and to harm, well, look, as children of God, we don't want to be on a path that leads to evil. We don't want to do something that we know leads only to harm. We're the harbingers of peace, of joy and of hope, of life eternal through Jesus Christ our Lord. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. We are not to be hidden. When Jesus said, you are the light of the world, I think he actually wanted us to bring light into dark places. You don't do that when you fret and worry. We are not those who bring harm, right? Because we know this verse says, if you fret, it only leads to harm. We are not those who trot along paths toward evil. The verse says, if you fret, it only leads to evil. That is not who we are in Christ. So isn't it amazing that God makes sure we know what the result will be if we fret? So first he tells us, here's the result if you will Um, Commit your way to me. Give everything over to me. Here's how you get rest. Roll all of that off of me and take a repose. And here's what happens if you will fret. Man, God is so good to us. He did not have to tell us all of these details. He is well within his authority as God to just say, no, 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 don't do that, period. Don't ask why, just don't do it. I said so, and that's that. Anybody know any parents that have parented like that? I mean, I know I did at times, like if there was a dangerous situation and I yelled for that kid's name, told him to stop, they needed to stop. We didn't get to have a a back and forth. There was not going to be any like little um, complicated type of little discussion. No, I said, stop, because you're going to get run over by the car in the parking lot. So I yelled your name and said, stop, right? I mean, you know, I did that. And sorry to my kids for times I did that when I was just a schmuck and I should not have done that. But I'll tell you what, when it saved their life, I'm glad I did it. But look how gracious God is to us here. He went out of his way to give a cause and effect. We behave foolishly when we ignore that. So what does that mean? It means this. It means this. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I need you to hop back in here if you've spaced out for a minute because this is the good stuff, right? We got down to the good stuff now. This is what it means for us. We're fools to ignore what God has plainly laid out for us. So here's what we're going to do. We're not going to be foolish. We're not going to ignore it. For the next few weeks, Um, Let's say we're going to start now. We're going to think about leading up to Easter and then pick a set amount of time afterward, right? I mean, I want this to be a few weeks of you doing this. Will you join me in this challenge? And the challenge is to not fret, not to worry. When you find yourself worrying, make yourself stop it. Remind yourself that God says it only leads to evil and to harm and you want no part of that. I want you to write, do not worry at the top of your to-do list, put it on your planner page, put a sticky note on your bathroom mirror and another one on your steering wheel of your car where you will see it, put a reminder in your phone to go off like five times a day, do not worry. 
it's not that hard to do this, right? I mean, we have such amazing ways to remind ourselves to do something. Why not use those things to remind ourselves to do exactly what the Word of God tells us here in Psalm 37, to stop with the worry. We have all the tools we need to make it super simple. This process will be a breeze. Just take a few minutes. You could even do it right now, you know, while you finish up with this podcast episode. Just open up the, get the reminders going on your phone right now. Set it up. Set some stop gaps in place and join me in this. I'm personally going to start today and I'm going to continue through, I'm, Uh, May 5th. I'm going to pick May 5th. That's a date that's easy for me to remember. And maybe you can pick a date that you can easily work toward. I'm going to not give over to fret or worry. Subsequently, I'm not going to give over to fear of any sort because look, often when I worry, it is linked to fear. Anybody else go through that? I have a heart failure diagnosis and sometimes mm, I feel my heart doing some things that are uh, not normal. I've gotten to a point after seven years where I can pretty much, I know exactly what it's doing. That's a tachycardia. Oh, that's a, that's a tachycardia that's trying to go supra. That's a bigemony PVC. That's an R on T run. That's a missed beat. I could just, I know what it is now, but I also have a portable EKG that can tell me exactly what the something is that I'm feeling. And if I'm feeling it, I'm going to tell you what, it's usually not something good. So even in those circumstances, look, I am committing right here on this podcast, publicly committing to you, to everybody who listens, that I am not going to worry or fret and I'm not going to have any fear. The fear is going to be gone because I'm not going to worry or fret. And so that means I'm not feeding the fear. I'm starving it. It's going to be my daily habit to do this through early May. And guess what? By that time, this will be a habit for me. Worry is going to be a whole lot less of a thing. The issue is going to be um, a non-issue by that point, right? It might be a thing right now. It's going to be not a thing by May 5th. So I have done this before, actually, at the Lord's leading. It was not related to my heart issues. I did not have these heart issues when I did this. The last time I did this for 40 days straight, Uh, But I'm going to tell you what, the Lord just laid on my heart for 40 days. You do not worry. And I wrote that on the top of my to-do list. I did all the things I just recommended that you do. I set reminders and I would just catch myself. Oh, I'm worrying. Oh, well, I'm, I'm not doing that right now. God called me. He challenged me. You know, he don't do that. So I didn't do it for 40 days. My life changed so dramatically. It has never been the same since then. Since then, I have walked into some hard things, including a heart failure diagnosis. And you know what? it really was not the same as it would have been if I had not had that 40-day experience of not worrying that had just like cemented and fortified the truth and the reality of God's promises, God's word about worrying. It was so cemented in me that as I walked into that, it hasn't really been a worrying thing to the level that it would have been otherwise, if that makes sense. I don't. I feel like I just gave you a word salad, but I think you know what I meant. So Look, this will be a habit for you, and it will change your life if you will do this. How do I know? Because I shared about it in a book I wrote, and I've had people tell me, that right there, that changed my life. That changed my life. As my husband has said to me many times, he's often, he'll have me go back through and say, like, how many, you know, how many times have people messaged you and said, this changed my life, or that changed my life, or I look at God's word differently now. It's been life-changing the way I believe God's word. Um, you know, when people, he, he will tell me when people say that, they don't just say that the word of God is meant to change lives. I don't change anybody's life. I just talk about God and his word 
is if I really do believe that everything it says is true. And I do really believe it. And I really do live by it. I live by it. I live by it. I should be, according to my, well, more than one cardiologist and electrophysiologist diagnosis in the grave by now. And you know what? I'm not. I've been told I shouldn't be able to get out of bed. I've not had one single day where I couldn't get out of bed. Living your life, believing the promises of God works. I'm living proof. I'm living proof. So if you will do this and not worry, give yourself three weeks, like 21 days. If you want to go longer, go 40 days. 40 days is a really beautiful set amount of time to give to the Lord and say, for this long, I'm not going to worry. You will end that time. And the way that you live your life will be so much worry-free. I'm not going to tell you it will be gone forever because things still come up, but you will never be the same. You will never be the same because God is so good. And you probably want to write down some verses somewhere, um, maybe from right here, from Psalm 37. Any, You could just Google Bible verse about worry. Boom. Boom. Find something that Jesus said, words in red from the New Testament, and speak it to yourself. Preach it to yourself because I'm telling you what, say it out loud if you can too, every single day. That is has an impact. That has an impact. That renews your mind. It changes things around you. And when you speak God's word out loud with a little bit of oomph in it, like you believe what it actually says, do you realize that the the demons from hell are set afoot? They don't like it. They can't stand it. This will change your life if you will join me in doing this. So are you in? I hope you're in. I hope you're in. It's life-changing because God's word is meant to be life-changing. Why not let one of the lives that changes this next few weeks be yours? I hope you're in. Easter is the perfect time of year to do away with fretting and worrying. I cannot think of a better time. So let's get free of this thing that pretty much everybody deals with. You know, doesn't that sound awesome? Sounds awesome to me. Let's do it. Let's do this. Um, I'm going to see it. Yo, I'm going to try to create a PDF that you can print out and use with this challenge, um, like a no fret for X number of days challenge. So I will, um, like I said earlier about the link to the message that Scott McNeil shared this morning, I think I will have to come back later and add that link and I'll be sharing it on my social media and things, but, and on my website when I get it done. And that's just my name, J-A-N, middle initial L, last name B-U-R-T dot com. Um, And I really do think that I'm going to work on this Hebrews chapter four thing about rest because, man, the more I talked about it, the more excited about it I got. And when I get excited about stuff like this, it's not necessarily usually for me. It's because, you know, we're blessed to be a blessing. You've heard that before. It's true. If God has shown you something from his word, would you share it with somebody? Because it isn't just for you. It's not just for you. Um, And also, if you want to, you can sign up for my email list at my website, janlbert.com. I usually just send out a couple of times. I try to do three quick things with Jan Albert email, just three simple things, quick things. It's a short email. Um, I could add the PDF to that, and that would be an easy way to get it to people. Okay. And that way, I won't have to worry about missing it or coming back to find comments, because if you listen on like Spotify, I, I don't always get around to reviews, comment, whatever. You get what I'm saying. Like I may not, I may miss it, but if you're on my email list, I won't miss it. So, um, all right, that is it for today. Thanks for joining me for jumping on the no fret train with me today. It's a good train to be on. Let's ride this thing to its end destination, which is what the will of God is for us to not be people who worry. We should be so marked, so marked and stand out in society all around us as people like, they don't worry. 
those people that know Jesus, they don't fret. They don't worry. Can you imagine the impact that would make to have a whole people group who just live so differently from society? Oh, yeah. I am looking forward to hearing how God responds and provides and blesses you in the coming weeks as you just lean in and say, nope, not going to do it. Not going to worry. I'm going to roll that onto him and I'm going to receive all the blessings and the rest that he promised. He will. He will bless you. You know why? I know that I that I know that I know. You know why I can say that so surely? Because his word promises as much and God never ceases to stand behind his word. All right, hit that subscribe button. And if this has been a blessing or beneficial to you, share this episode. That'd be great. There's probably some share button right there that you can hit real quick and go ahead and share it. Uh, Thank you so much for that. Um, It's a blessing when people share the podcast because it blesses more people to hear God's word and believe God's word. And that's what I'm all about. In that sense, I guess I'm a freedom fighter. I want you as free as you can be in Jesus name because his word has promised you freedom. So, all right, let's all be about doing kingdom work like that. Thanks for listening. You have been listening to episode number 102 of the Burt Not Ernie show part of the Spark Network, and you can now find the Burt Not Ernie show on the Edify app. Remember, remember, God's promises are true, and they are true for you today, right now. All right, see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. so glad you joined me for this episode of the Burt Not Ernie Show. It's an honor and a blessing to talk about God's promises with you. Have a fabulous day. And remember, part of knowing who you are is knowing who you're not. Lord bless. I'll see you next time.